Welcome to the Adversity Psychologist podcast, a podcast incorporating narratives about facing and navigating adversity, a mixture of people, their experiences and professional psychological discussion. I'm Dr. Tara Quintarillo. I'm a qualified and regulated psychologist with over 20 years experience of mental health, disability and human behaviour. I want to share people's stories of navigating adversity in the hope that through being heard, a dose of compassion and some understanding, we can help others in the face of adversity too. Hi and welcome to the Adversity Psychologist podcast. I'm really excited today because I have a returning guest. Um, I've been looking forward to this episode. Um, I have Ash Curry with me, um, who those of you who may be new to the podcast, he did a fantastic episode for me on OCD. Um, So we will be signposting you back towards that episode. It's an absolute must listen. I'm going to hand over to him to introduce himself again and tell us a little bit about who he is and what brought him here today. Good morning, Ash. Hi. Hi, everyone. Morning. Morning, Tara. Um, Yeah, I'm Ash Curry. I'm now aged 54, uh, married, two children, grown up, grandchild, nearly two years old. I was diagnosed with um, Tourette's syndrome uh, at the same time as being diagnosed with OCD at the age of 35. Um, Not uncommon for people to have um, late diagnoses, unfortunately. Um, We always say, (coughs) excuse me, the earlier the diagnosis, the better. that then prevents uh, less collateral damage, as we say. Um, if you're curious to what Tourette's syndrome is, um, there's a great charity called Tourette's Action, um, uh, which are a UK-based charity, and also Tourette's Association, which are USA-based. Um, I I uh, got the diagnosis, as I said, at 35. Um, Tourette's syndrome is an inherited neurological condition. It affects one child one school child in every hundred, and it's more common amongst boys. Over 300,000 children and adults are living with TS in the UK. Uh, key features are ticks, involuntary sounds with movements, which must be present for at least 12 months to meet the diagnosis criteria. Up to 85% of people with TS will experience co-occurring additions and feature, which might include detention, deficiency, ADHD, um, obsessive compulsive disorder, anxiety, anger, executive functioning difficulties, sensory process difficulties, depression, autistic spectrum disorder, and obviously sleep problems as well. The ticks can happen during the sleep. Um, a, a myth about OC, um, about Tourette's, sorry, um, that everyone with Tourette's swears, we call it coprolalia. Actually, yeah. there's only 10% of people with Tourette's swear. Um, the rest are different types of ticks, which are uncontrollable. Um, some people can um, hold in their ticks for many, many hours or minutes whatever it is yes. um yeah all that suppressing um at some point they um will have to let them out and that can be quite painful as well for some ticks are very physical i'm on the other side of the Tourette's um spectrum of um not actually suppressing mine are actually quite instant there is 10 percent of the time i hold them in but most of them the majority are vocal and um obviously mimicking other people's voices sometimes um i've had racial shout outs with no control um many many different types of um voice ones for me and also i dance on the spot occasionally and all different types and you you i think with mine it's um with with suppressing it can be very exhausting with mine it's um not as exhausting but it's the shame afterwards yeah um, which you can still get yeah 
And that's something we want to cover today, isn't it? Talking about shame, stigma. But I'm really glad that you brought in different yeah. types of ticks because not a lot of people, I don't think, realise how Tourette's can manifest and, and, the, and the breadth of ways in which it can manifest. And then obviously that has yeah. an impact on how people view that behaviour when they see it. Yeah. Um, we call simple motor ticks as eye blinking, eye rolling, grimacing, yes. which I do, um, shoulder shrugging, which I do, abdominal tensing, uh, whistling, throat clearing, sniffing, sniffing is one of my common ones, tongue clicking, grunting, and one of my famous ones is animal sounds uncontrolled um, sounds of animals um the fascinating thing is um as I got older um Tourette has become less prevalent um studies say the older you get your Tourette's becomes less and less in time for a good majority of people yes. actually for some it remains quite prevalent so yeah complexly uh, uh, jumping twirls, touching objects and other people um, which I've found I've seen movements or gestures, uh, repeating other people's gestures, ecopraxia, uttering words or phrases out of context, socially unacceptable words, repeating the sound of word or phrase, echolalia, which is another one of my yes. ones I like to do. And it gets, doesn't get me into trouble, but I can imagine for my wife, it's quite frustrating. Why do you keep saying that for? <laughs> then we have to remind her that I have Tourette's, but it can be yes. just as frustrating for her being on the receiving end. Yeah, that's interesting as well, isn't it? In terms of our so, support system, isn't it? And how other people may and just reminding them because it's that's a really interesting point, isn't it? That people may exactly. forget, yeah. and how they yeah. then judge behaviour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, I'm very fortunate in my friendship circle and family. Ninety five percent of people understand me, and they say it's that's Ash. That's how he is. Um, yes. One of my yeah. famous quotes is laugh with me not at me and that's quite good that is yeah yeah that kind of just helping so you unfortunately occasionally well. um it has prevented me from um sometimes i think oh should i go out for a pint or a beer and i found that the more busier the place is the more likely i am to tick so sometimes i have a yes, day away yeah. from stuff so it's like an avoidance behavior um yeah. But it's important to try not to avoid, try and carry on as best as you can. That impact as well, actually, I think that's quite important to cover as well, that people may have a really good support system, but what happens when you're out in public, for example? What happens to children, adolescents in the classroom at college? What happens if you're on the bus? Exactly. You know, helping to educate people how to respond but also how to because I imagine there's an element of risk there for some people as well if they're out and about they experience Tourette's that you know how that behavior could be viewed what it could start for example yeah I've um, encountered um, violence against me um, in my really? barbershop I was repeating something yeah, yeah and the chat out by the throat and afterwards we um, discussed it and then he sort of had a understanding um of why i was um verbally ticking it was no yes. intent yeah. it's a bit like ocd it's actually it's the opposite what you actually re represent so what you're saying yes. is not who you are you know if yes. you shout racist comments out um you're not racist actually it's unintentional absolutely yeah. that's absolutely. the sad side of it yeah it's absolutely sad out of it but yeah it can cause lots of problems and issues for people um i've, I've been fortunate i've worked with tourette's um, action 
done a national teaching session, which is in sixth form classes, um, best practices for um, how we can accommodate someone with Tourette's in a classroom, um, yes. where they can sit, which is the best spot. Do um, psychoeducation to the whole school, let them, the children and the um, adolescents know what Tourette's is and how it manifests itself. That way they're less likely to be bullied and yeah. accepted, yeah. And I'm just thinking as well, when you do, because you do some incredible work. So I'm going to keep referring people back to the last episode that we did on, on an OCD as well, is that you're all about kind of what I call a, a core shift, that by not just working with those immediate teachers of people in their class with Tourette's, but by doing that kind of psychoeducation for everyone, how that might help them and then wider society, because more people are just aware, you know, it's not just about supporting mm -hmm. a few individuals. And that's what I really love yeah. about your work. You do so much stuff every time we catch up you've just always <laughs> done so much and when people hear what uh, you're working on later on in this podcast they'll they'll just be like how how many hours do you manage to fit into <laughs> your day um but is it all right to share what kind of things do you cover in terms of increasing that awareness then so when you go into things like six forms and you're talking about Tourette, um, what, what, what do you cover to help people understand more and to maybe help them think about how they respond to people that compassion element a great one we yeah a great one we do with teachers is um we get them to uh when we're, we're doing the teacher we stop the session and then we want them to write down what they've done that day like what you've had for breakfast um etc etc yes. et and then they do it for a minute but during that minute if i clap my hands twice they have to nod their head twice but still continue to try and write if I clap right. my hands three times, I have to blink blink their eyes five times. So that's showing them what it's like for someone with Tourette's. Yes. How it is difficult yeah. is to accommodate. Um, so look at um, having keyboards in instead of writing um, materials. So things that can help that yeah. person with Tourette's. If that person wants to leave the room, go into a separate room where they can let their ticks out, come back. Because what we find yeah. um, with children and adolescents is, it's so exhausting one for holding it in and then the ramifications is when they go home it's all let out at home in the in the, in the home place so then it affects yeah. the whole family so you know letting it out bit by bit during the day then helps them um setting the works in segments which works best yes. for a child you know don't do it in one big chunk there's many many things you can do to yes. accommodate yeah. in, in education yeah and do you know what really strikes me actually i think that will be new information for a lot of people that Tourette's is not just this instant the tick is there and people will do that throughout the day that actually the kind of psychoeducation about the fact that even people you know that people even do that i think is really important i can't get the words out today but just supporting a child and those in their system or an adolescent to know that's what they're doing and then to obviously be able to self-regulate mm. and let those out at different times during the day but then also what impact can that have on that individual's evening and then and the family system or what happened before exactly, people were yeah. supported to do that as well yeah yeah exactly and um, and also setting the barrels and setting the levels for that child um less stress equals less ticks we find yes. you know um, getting a good patch sleep patterns and um, drinking and eating yeah. patterns everything that we can do best for that child means we probably get a better outcome compared to what I had where I left school at 15. Uh, no yes. exams, didn't take an exam. Luckily, um, I fell on my feet because I, I fell in love with Barbara and I've been a barber for 40 years. 
Yeah. What I find with Barbara, and I tick, I tick less because we've discovered um, some people with Tourette's when they play their drums because they're using left hand, right hand coordination, the tick stop. So they're having a tick yeah. break. So they're playing the drums and then the ticks. So in my workplace, if I'm cutting hair, um, I find I tick less. The only time I tick more is if there's more people in the shop. But yeah. since COVID, I do yeah. appointment systems, so there's less people now. But I still do tick. I, I actually videoed myself the other day for the six hours. Really? And then replayed the whole day, yeah. So you're ticking, but you don't realise. Oh, when you watch yourself, you go, oh, yeah, yes. there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There but it I is. Think, I, I think I come become neutralised to it. I think you just that's who you are um yeah. you know that's the way it is but school wise yeah I mean I I was suspended um for two weeks because there was a girl who was blacking up in my year and I used to shout out um nasty comments at her which were of a racist tone of no intentions at all but yeah it used to quite upset me in the evenings um yeah so yeah we unfortunately unfortunately uh 40 years ago Tourette's I suppose realistically before Johnny did the program on Scottish guy who's done so got an MBE for his work in Tourette's um you know it wasn't known so you know best best thing I did was to leave school early um here I am now 40 years of barbering own my own house two children you know and funny enough I I, I don't think I think my daughter's got slight traits because obviously there's a genetic thing with Tourette's yes there. there is yeah um but not as not as bad as what I was so but with knowledge, she knows and she's learned from me, you know, we laugh at it. We laugh with it, not at it. Yeah, that's that's the most important thing, isn't it? And that people's wider, yeah. un, you know, the wider understanding has changed. Do you know what's really struck me then in terms of thank you for feeling able to share your experiences? Because, you know, part of this podcast is learning. Oh, there's, there's many. One, one, one of the ones I find fascinating is that someone will say something to me like five or six weeks previous and then I see them again and yeah. that part of the brain reignites and um, there's a <laughs> my wife won't show any shame to this she she actually told people but um I do and what you find with people Tourette's they are actually good at um doing good impressions because we mimic mimic you see so and yeah. my wife yeah. um, couldn't stand she couldn't stand Alan Carr at the time and I do a really good Alan Carr impression. And then four <laughs> weeks later, um, in our in our romantic moment, Ash does a Alan Carr impression. <laughs> Killed it <laughs> off. So that was Tourette's affecting your sex life, basically. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But we, we laughed about it afterwards, you know. Yeah. But that was a four-week delay. So you the four weeks later came, why are you doing um Alan Carr impressions mid-sex? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that, kind of, know. that ability to have that self-compassion yeah. and, and add a little element of humour as well to kind mm. of separate oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, from, definitely. because what yeah. really struck me about one of your childhood stories then was just the blame culture that was obviously much more dominant when yeah. you were a child. You are you know, intent. Absolutely, you are yeah. intending yeah. to say these things to cause harm and how many people exactly. who may also be a similar age to, to to you and me may have had that kind of upbringing um and have lived with that and what that does to your emotional health as well um if you're exactly. continually so kind of so stigmatized yeah. Yeah. yes yeah mm -hmm. are you comfortable talking about are there what? other examples because we wanted to bring in stigma didn't we as well <laughs> yeah i mean uh, i think my first recollection of uh, uh, of Tourette's was probably about the age of six um, at right. primary school the headmaster, headmaster had 
the whole assembly, you know, the, all the whole year. So there's about 300 yes. children in there. And he was telling people that you mustn't climb on the roofs. You mustn't do this. You mustn't do that. And at the end of his, you know, disciplinary wordings, he said, now, are you with me? And I stood up went, no, we're with the Woolwich, which was the old <laughs> advert, wasn't it? <laughs> it was indeed. And it's, yeah. well, and it, it's, it's automatic, you know. And, and then I got in trouble for that from the headmaster. You know, go to my office. Why did you do that for? And you're like, hmm, I don't know, really. It just comes out, you know. Um, in today's society, school, you just think no one would bat an eyelid. That's someone with Tourette's. We won't say anything about that. We'll move on from that position. Yeah. That meeting it with compassion as opposed to kind of yes. judgment or, yeah, or blame. Yeah, yeah. So exactly. do you think things since yeah. you were a child, have things changed, do you think, in society in terms of, because you don't often, you, I, somebody in Big Brother, and I was trying to think, I should have thought before we did our recording today to look up who that was. I remember that, that was the first time many years ago um, that the pub, British public, I thought, got to see what it's like and I can't think of the person's name it will come to me I'm sure at some Peter. point um Pete. Peter Pete. yes, yes. <laughs> your brain's working and much when, more when, than mine when today. you when you, yes. watch it, when you watch it you can see yourself in that and what really, really riled yeah me, what really riled me at the end when he actually won it I can't remember her name the presenter um Davina said <laughs> we'll swap yeah, names said, please don't swap Please, please don't swear you're to, on yeah. Big Brother Live. And you think, why yeah. say that to someone with Tourette's? Yeah. Yes. You're actually, someone says to me, don't do that. It automatically goes the yeah. other way. Yeah. But yeah, Peter's was, was fantastic. And also, there's a guy on TikTok, and uh, it, uh, I was sent uh, 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 the link to it, um, a barber with Tourette's. And it's exactly right. the same as how I was yeah. 15, 20 years ago. So you can see the, the likeness. Yeah. And some of the things he yeah. says. But the child in the chair doesn't bat an eyelid. The parents don't take any, you know, any shame from it. It's just the way he is. But yeah, that, that's. But Peter on Big Brother was fantastic. And but I think for he me, had it his was issues help... afterwards, didn't? Yes. He had issues yeah. over drinking. You know, obviously, that's the unfortunate side effects of um, having uh, Tourette's and other things running alongside. Yeah, and the kind of impact of being in the public eye and the media as well. Because you mentioned again, yeah. it's important. I think that's something our listeners can take away today as well. That relationship between stress, other life events, your general kind of well-being baseline, what your sleep's like, and you know how those relationships are all intertwined. And I think that's probably quite. I'm thinking, there's any parents listening today of, of people, you know, understanding how your whole formulation is really important. Mm. Um, the relationship actually both ways on sleep I think is really important I don't think mm. many people will also realize that either especially when you're supporting an adolescent who might need to be studying and you mentioned about what your experience of exams were like when you didn't have that support or there wasn't that recognition oh, yeah, you know yeah I, I was kicked out I got kicked out the English exam because Gosh, um, wow. I mean, in today's world you'd hope that, and I think that it does yeah. take place that a child with Tourette's can have a separate room to do their exams. Yes. They can have twenty five percent longer. Yes. Um, yeah. I finished my English exam. Um, I think it was the mocks when I was fifty, and I had to sit there for twenty minutes till the final whistle. You know, and in the end, I stood up on the table and started shouting things out. So the English paper was ripped up in front of me, in front of everyone else, Gosh. and I was ejected from the room. So that's the differentials of yeah. Hope today would be yeah. different. Yeah, yeah. And then. Um, 
I was in London at the London Support Group. But that, it's not running at the moment, but there was a good Tourette's uh, support group in, in, in London. Um, right. Jess Tom goes there, the, fam the famous girl who, biscuit, biscuit, uh, Tourette's lady. And I met a lad. Well, I did the talk, and um, there was a lad in the audience. And the next day, um, his mum emailed me, and he, he, she said, you've really changed his outlook on life with Tourette's. Wow. Um, when he's older, he wants to be like you, Ash, and do talks, etc. So wow. I said... Well, um, I'm happy for him to do it at any time um, with me, however old he is. I'll, I'll, yes, I'll on him. Yeah. Um, four years later, I got a, a message to say, can you come down to, um, I can't remember the name of the area, it's in southwest England. Um, he wants you to come down because sixth form are not getting what Tourette's is, and he wants yeah. you to come and do a talk. Wow. And he actually stood up and talked with me, and now he's an ambassador at that sixth form. So, Wow. that's what we're doing aren't we education psychoeducation yes. um yeah he controls what he does at the sixth form they don't control what he does it's, it's brilliant yeah life again just having that autonomy when you suffer from something that takes away your control at times must be really exactly. enlightening for yeah, people yeah, yeah absolutely because i was really stuck and is it right to ask you when that example of having that that really is just remarkable isn't it having that english paper torn up in front of you well shame yeah. came to mind for me then because in front of all those yeah. people that's your effort that lack of understanding yeah. Yeah. whether you've ever yeah. had support to deal with the kind of emotional i didn't have no fallout no, i didn't have support um i think um luck on us luck was on my side with not luck yeah something i found fascinating was that barber inside um so yeah. that was realistically everything previous to that was like oh well that's because of tourette's i've got that um yes i suppose good emotional skills isn't it um you can't change the past we can change the future type approach what can work best for me despite what's happened yeah yeah, yeah. So that kind of like learning how moment. to unhook from some of those negative thoughts or past experiences Absolutely, to allow you yeah. to be maybe more present in the moment and focus on your values, the things that really matter. Yeah. It's quite ironic because at the moment we are midway through um, Tourette's Awareness Month and what's quite shocking is um, lack of access to be able to get a diagnosis for Tourette's. And it's well, I was going to talk about that. Yes, so that. Yeah, and it's, yeah. it's horrendous for some people. They're waiting longer than... A year on the NHS. Some people really? have to pay privately to go and see a um, neurologist and get this correct diagnosis. And the shocking thing, even further, is there's no nice guidelines for treatment of uh, Tourette's. That's something else we're working at. You know, nice guidance for um, any other neurological problems is there, but none for Tourette's but at the moment. Tourette's. So that's something yeah. we're, yeah, so it's quite, quite shocking. In, but also, in, is in it all right aspect. to ask then? Because I've been doing a bit of work on this more recently. If anyone's listened to this in a few years' time, they can look back over it. But <laughs> just in terms of then, <clears throat> if someone's listening to this today who hasn't already got a diagnosis or someone might know of someone or a parent, what's what's the kind of pathway? How can someone go about getting a diagnosis? On the Tourette's Action website, there's a link, and it will tell you. Right. Okay, um, so we'll put that in our show notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it says getting diagnosed um just put that up uh because there's been a lot in the media so as we're recording this kind of june 2023 there's been a lot in the media um about other neurodivergent conditions um and knowing how and where the public can go to safely get the right kind of assessment from someone who's suitably qualified absolutely yeah, yes yeah. 
it says here diagnosis provides a framework for under TS related actions behave not only for the individual but also the people around them, family, friends, yes. teachers, employers. Right. And that's the important part. A level understanding is the foundation of living with TS. The diagnosis can also provide access to support and health services and avoid discrimination and misunderstanding. Yes, absolutely. So in terms so of yeah, someone's listening that, now, is it the best port of call to go through your GP? Yes, they're the gatekeeper, of, as it says. Right. Yeah, yeah. 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 Because again, with private providers, and I guess that's one of the things about the nice guidance, things like that also provide people with a framework for knowing where to go for the right kind of assessment, yeah. who, you know, who who's yeah. qualified to do this. Um, and there are unfortunately companies out there who do start up and offer assessments who shouldn't be doing that. And that's one of my hot areas um, that I like to talk about. But I think so we're going through something and that's um Tourette's Action, the UK website, isn't it, for those people that are listening yeah. in the UK? But I'm presuming the, Yeah. The I'm presuming for those on, on to get diagnosis. Right. And you obviously mentioned as well the Tourette's Association, which is the USA. The US version. state based one, yeah. Yeah, that is yeah. where people go in because some people listen to my podcast in the states as well so you know similarly exactly. yeah, for yeah. them going through that site which i think is really really important um and I, do you know much you know about uh, i guess waiting this you said up to a year sometimes over in the uk but do you know much about who is able to do and who isn't able to do an assessment to see if somebody is wanting to go privately because that's always a bit of a minefield isn't it how you know yeah on the TS, uh, sorry, on the Tourette's Action page, there's a download a list of consultants in the UK who specialise in diagnosing, treating Tourette's syndrome. This Good. includes right. NHS and private consultants. So that's the main thing is that it's authenticated yes. by the absolutely yes yeah yeah because yeah. i think that's and for you again i'm going to come on to a contention subject here so we're going to mention the d word diagnosis what are your thoughts if you're comfortable sharing on you know how useful is it for people to have you know a formal diagnosis that kind of rubber stamp to say i've got tourette's or what are the kind of community's thoughts diagnosis um yeah a diagnosis for one isn't a label for me yeah. um yeah. diagnosis can be absolutely life-changing as i said yeah. with yeah. um with with particularly with Tourette's you've got these other coexisting conditions running alongside yes yeah so what i discovered with once my ocd once i overcame my ocd with good cbt and exposure response prevention um my Tourette's become a lot less because I'm not stressed yes. because of the OCD. Absolutely. And also, yeah. it it absolutely it allowed me to differentiate between because um, with with Tourette's you can have intrusive thoughts, but yes. not they don't always carry out a compulsion afterwards. You think, oh, that's nasty. That's the Tourette's. So it allowed me to um, divide what was OCD and what was Tourette's yes. in, in the intrusive yeah. thought side. So bringing in. Um, if you've got two or three things going on, if we can treat one things and other things. Obviously, that yeah. will help with the Tourette's outcome, isn't it? So diagnosis is key because, it, again, it allows you access to correct help, um, teaching, education, workplace environments. You yeah. can then get a better understanding. Going to the airport, um, you can get on the plane first, you know, um, yeah. or whichever yeah. way works best for you. So, yeah, that helps as well many things and, yes I think it's really important that you brought in there I think that actually came into our OCD discussion as well um that just educating the public now around the fact that 
these conditions aren't always just in isolation that actually it's really important to understand what we call comorbidity which is where there may be other presentations as well but also how they impact each other so I think that's really yeah. important but also then the wider things like learning more then about how stress impacts you and then what support you might need and what things can be put in place to help you as well which yeah. I think is really so, important um and entitlement your, is it entitlement yes yeah, absolutely. Um, and then also, the more people that are out there talking about it, the more it's recognised, then, you know, influencing wider society's understanding and how receptive people are as well. So is it all right absolutely. to bring in then, you're working on something really exciting at the moment, is it all right to bring in the wristbands? Um, because I think people need to hear yes, about yes. this. <laughs> so... I was I was fortunate, not fortunate. I, as you know, I am very compassionate, uh, passionate about um, research. I've just recently yes. come back from um, Nottingham University, who are the main people uh, who are researching Tourette's. But right. Two years ago, I was, or it was three years ago, pre-COVID, I went to Nottingham University, did uh, research. We're researching. Um, there's a new wristband that's come out, uh, like a Fitbit watch, and it releases um, electrical impulses into the nervous mm. system where right. the wrist is and we yes. found that it reduces ticks and threats and lewis capaldi um the famous singer and um, yes. he trialed it and he said he felt a lot different during the um, research of me me wearing uh, i had to do some tests where you uh left right coordination and yes. when a blue thing come on the screen you pressed it um without the electrodes on the wrist i only got 78 percent right because i was ticking right. before the actual thing yeah came. I went once wearing yeah. the wrist of uh, the trial, um, there was 99% success. So Gosh. the Tourette's, what's that? The ticks are coming down yes. the wrist, but they're being sent back up by the by the wristband. So yes. still in That's still incredible. in trial stage. Yeah, we're looking at um, what's, you know, uh, there's no long-term harm for wearing it. It's no different to wearing a TENS machine, but it's less intense than a TENS machine. So um, the trials are still going on going. I think within two years' time, I think, it will be able to be accessible to everyone yeah. to wear one with Tourette's. Yeah, but again, it's just Which that is, trial stage. But fascinating. Yeah, yeah. It really is. It really is. I know this is the first so I've simple. heard of it. I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's called, it's called um, N-E-U-P-U-L-S-E, Neopulse wristband, which releases mild trans electrics into the median nerves. So, yeah. And it influences so kind of the brain network. Yeah. So we have to put a date in the diary for two years' time. <laughs> I think it might be less. I, I, I haven't done. <laughs> yeah, I haven't done the full um, updating of it, but I know that you know these things do take time. But everyone's excited with Tourette's. You know, yes. Do I get an exclusive? <laughs> <laughs> I can put a div in first. Then please come on my podcast <laughs> first. <laughs> Brilliant. I mean, you can look at it now, and you can see what outcomes it's had on people. Yes, um, I might yeah, put a link actually in the show notes to that because I think that's and. Again, is it, when we're coming back to talking about kind of stigma, things like that, how do you think that may impact on stigma and how we see? Obviously, could well, uh, yeah. Obviously, with if you've got a, a wristband on your track, you know your tracks is less probably going to be yeah. less stigma, isn't there? Yeah. Talking of stigma, um, quite a shocking thing about five years ago, the at the Edinburgh Festival, um, yeah. the chap who won it is a famous comedian. His name's Olaf Falafel. And we were mortified. The winning joke was uh, by him was, I keep shouting out broccoli and cauliflower. I think I have florette. And now that is as, about as stigmatic as you can get, it's, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, it's unbelievable. And, and it's, this is the Edinburgh Festival. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Shocking. I mean, I can laugh at it. I mean, I'm not, we, we're not living in a society where we're trying to silence everyone, but we're trying to educate everyone, aren't we? Absolutely. Uh, is that funny? Yep. And that everybody really. has a part to play in that as well. Yes, absolutely. You know? Yeah, yeah. Another fascinating thing um, I was involved with, there's 15 adults um, in, and it's done through 15 scenes and uh, it was done during uh, the pandemic. So everything was done via Zoom. Yeah. And we, um, we we wrote an opera, a uh, famous wow. uh, producer and, and composer got in touch with us through Tourette's Action and the company was called Second Mover Movement. And it's wow. called Opera, Operatic. With, uh, so there's a, a siphon in between the opera and tick. And um, yeah, it, it went live three, four years, three years ago, I think it was, just after the pandemic. But it's a great watch and it portrays people's um, Tourette's through, through opera. It's fascinating. Um, is there yeah, a so link called... to that on your website? Or because I'd like to there isn't no, but you can easily find it. Uh, it's either on YouTube or on the Second Movement page. Huh, right, I'll Opera. find that and I'll make sure. Operatic, yeah, it's it's fantastic. Um, quite proud of that, actually when it all, you know, when you all work together. Absolutely, um, and fun, in actually. the middle of a pandemic as well. Yeah, exactly. That extra layer, up, the that, P word that we it was awesome. slowly bringing in. Yeah, yeah, brilliant, absolutely brilliant. And I'm thinking, so if actually a little offshoot from today, so if there's someone listening to this, they're on a train or wherever they are when they listen to their podcast. So we're, we're thinking, you know, there's fantastic organisations out there. There's advocates, champions like yourself as ambassadors. But what else can we do? What can, you know, members of the public that listen to this podcast, what can they do to further reduce the stigma around Tourette's? Big old question there. <laughs> a lot of pressure on a yeah. Tuesday morning. But I'm just wondering, uh, what uh, what else can we do to really help towards this kind of core shift then? Um, to learn. I think learning about um, Tourette's, if you're a non-Tourette's, right. yeah. or, yeah. or you live with someone with Tourette's, is so important. Um, knowledge isn't it you your knowledge about an illness yeah. I mean you look back 25 30 years ago how we've changed in society where we used to call people with disabilities spastics now that's yes. gone out the window thank yeah. god isn't it yeah. so we've learned yeah. from that so we we need to move yeah. this Tourette's awareness train along and get people to understand that not all people with Tourette's swear um yeah. Don't say things to people with Tourette's. Oh, it must be well called cool to have Tourette's. Oh, God. Yeah. No, it's not. Right, it's, that's an interesting point. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Little things. I get, I get asked that, um, and also you get sometimes. Um, oh, you've that's not actually Tourette's. You actually said that deliberately, didn't you? No, it's actually Tourette's at work. Yeah, yeah. Um, but education is the key, I think, for members of the public. Learn about Tourette's, and you'll actually be quite fascinated of what Tourette's actually is rather than what you may already perceive it is yeah and also with the great work you do i'm just thinking about six forms actually the work that you do there at the moment do people ask you to come in because they have individuals that need support or is it a program eventually that'll roll out because i'm just thinking everyone having that program would be amazing i think wouldn't it? um i think tracks action now offer that service much bigger scale now right um, that's incredible yeah and i think I think schools, obviously, you're going to have possibility they might have one child in there with Tourette's. Yeah, um, yeah. But general so education. about those stats you gave earlier of the, the percentage yeah. of people. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's something they've got, they've, they've grown and it's 
and they put themselves out if you want them to go in and do some work with them yeah we'll send people yeah. in and and i think a lot of it's done online which is what most most things are now aren't they <coughs> which is probably easier i probably think by doing online you're going to get probably more people at, um, attending yeah, I'm just thinking it, that you? that reach. Yeah. One of the upsides to you know a very difficult few years with the pandemic is I think it has redefined things like that. How we can you know do training and and how we can reach more people and, and attendance rates are often quite different when they're online. Mm. Um, and I kind of think yeah. you know if that that means more reach, wider reach, more efficient working. Then fantastic. Um, and I guess you know for somebody like yourself who that you know generation of people who grew up when Tourette's wasn't as understood where there was a lot more stigma I'm just thinking about workplaces and, and what people can do to further understanding further their understanding for those you know the kind of 40 plus population if it's right to say that wouldn't have had people coming into schools and sixth forms talking um you know how to support that person who may be struggling and isn't the generation where it's talked about yeah um obviously they have to accommodate now in workplaces yes um, yeah with with um with Tourette's action they've got a um uh understanding Tourette's syndrome um it's a cbd accredited course but obviously right, okay. about that. the part of, the part is yes. you can go and learn about those yeah yeah best practices Brilliant. in work i'm uh, sorry about Tourette's and then obviously right. good practices in the workplace you'll, you'll learn from that course what's what works well what doesn't work well and it's a font so of resources employers. that's so yes. divert people to that that point and obviously as i said earlier genius within will send in someone with tourette's um specifically and talk about their experiences and psychoeducate the, the people and the employees yeah so I must make sure that I add genius within to our show notes as well, because I guess Absolutely. what would be really lovely is that, you know, if there are employers listening now, that they take the time to go and have a look at the Tourette's Action website, that they maybe start off just yeah. doing that course themselves and then thinking about December. These are all things people can do now. They don't have to delay. They don't have to put it off. You can do that. Go now. out and do it. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, absolutely. you can click on those show notes and you can go straight to the website. So there's no barrier to people having to remember it and kind no. of do it later. Um, is there anything, so I always ask my guests, don't I, for, um, you've given us so much already, but my kind of signature move, which shows my age, is what would be your one adversity takeaway on Tourette's that you could leave us with? That, um, although it can be a very dis uh, disabling disorder, um, yeah. it can affect you many many ways um, it does get better with the right support and help and you can go on and lead a good life yes. despite having Tourette's obviously there are people who have severe, severe Tourette's syndrome um, but that again you know it's a it's a case of with the right help and support life don't life can get better and yeah. the sooner you reach out the better um, that's my adversity yeah absolutely so if someone's listening now who perhaps hasn't had a diagnosis but is thinking this is me don't sit on it yeah. reach out exactly so obviously we've talked a lot about all the fantastic Tourette support there is out there but people are going to want to hear more of you so where do we find you remind people where do you hang out where can we find you because a lot obviously of your work is so interesting so I want people to find you <laughs> as well as the Tourette's action as well um, normally I'm on Twitter um, Ash Curry OCD that's my main place um i have a blog um ask ash ocd 
Um, That's the main two ports of calls. Um, And I think sometimes if you just type my name into Google, things will come up. (laughs) You do, yes. Several pages. (laughs) So Google, Ash Curry, (laughs) C-U-R-R-Y. And people can find out what you're up. Because you've done a lot of collaborations, and and those are the things I think people need to see. Um, People need to... I, was, I, I actually um it's quite interesting because i mean I, I keep myself fit but um it was in 2014 someone was due to run the london marathon for tracks action and they got injured so they were desperate for someone to do it and there was only about 12 weeks before the race so ash did his ash moment said yeah I, I, you know i'll do it and i actually did wow. do it. and when you when you uh, obviously because of my threats i um when i was saying that i am actually running the london marathon Everyone thought Ash was joking. It is me. No, I did. And, uh, <laughs> I, I didn't know It this. was so unbelievable because, um, you know, within a space of 12 weeks, I ran the marathon, uh, did it just over five hours, which was perfectly acceptable. It's not about time. It's about doing the actual run. And the fascinating thing was I nearly raised £6,000 in, in that space wow, of 12 weeks. that's incredible. Yeah, uh, and that raised so much awareness. Yeah. And, and like a fall, I did it again two years later for them. <laughs> so, and yeah. how are your feet um, and joints after? Did you manage? Were you all right I, after all that? I lost a few toenails. <laughs> That's but incredible. When you when you when you cross that finish line, it, it, the emotions yeah. are absolutely immense, and yeah. and you're thinking about what differences you're going to make for other people with Tourette's yeah. and you know futures and stuff. Um, yeah, brilliant. Absolutely and what that money, what that money can do yeah. for that as well. Exactly, it's and it's helped them immensely. Yeah. yeah. Will you be doing any more? Ultimate question, because now you're on record. <laughs> no, because um, unfortunately, I, I had a um, ACL injury when I was thirty, which is a cruciate ligament, uh, and they failed uh, to spot that I tore my cartilage. So um, twenty years later, I had my cartilages done. And the first question I asked when I came round from having the operation was will I be able to run again and he said we don't like to spoil your fun but that depends how much you value your knee yeah we have got to look after um, you but it was quite that's quite negative because I used to love running I used to yeah. really really yeah. enjoy running but now I just cycle um yeah so I keep myself fit that way um play lots of cricket as well but yeah um it was a great you journey then. The- then. I did I did yeah I did three marathons in four years that's incredible. London's, so you can do the London yeah, to Brighton bike ride now instead then. And I was due to way. do the London to Surrey 100-mile bike ride, but uh, pandemic got in the way. Yeah. I was up to 90 miles at that point of training. Um, and then that got cancelled, but they're not doing that anymore. But the, fa- the fascinating thing I discovered is that you could do the London Marathon, you can do the 100-mile um, bike ride, sorry, and then you can do the two-mile two open water swim in the Serpentine, and you get the big London Classic medal. So... Despite being 55 nearly, never say never. Never say never. Oh, leave that. I was just looking up because I can't remember what your episode. So if people want to hear more of Ash talking about OCD, and particularly we were talking about paternal OCD, OCD, weren't we? Um, So it's Series 3, Episode 5. Um, I had to look that up. Sorry, I should look that up in advance, shouldn't I, um, of the podcast. Um, Because I think actually these two episodes will go really well together um and i'm sure you'll be back as well <laughs> is there anything else that we <laughs> haven't covered that you wanted to bring in I, anything you think that's important think, for people to hear um i think way to 
describe to someone who hasn't got Tourette's um, a little experiment is hold your eyes open and don't blink. And eventually you will have to blink. So yes. you're, you can't control that. That's it how it's like. Oh, God, spooky. Yes, like... <laughs> and obviously the other one um, is trying to eat a jam donut with sugar on without licking your lips. Oh, so yes. Resist, I remember resist, seeing that resist. once. Yes. Yeah, so you, you're holding, yeah. aren't you? You're holding that thing in, but eventually you will have to do it. So that's a prime example of what that's it feels, really not what it feels like, but what's yes. a, yeah, it's a very clever yes. way of describing, yeah, don't blink. That kind of innate you, Eventually need. you will. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's automated. It's not about it? would it be nice to lick the sugar off or would it be nice to blink? It's just an innate no. need yeah, after a while, exactly. which I think is yeah. really important. And, do it. and it yeah, comes automated. back to what we are saying before about people's judgments about intent and intentions you know whether people are choosing to do that and that example you gave a, a, when you said you'd be met before with people saying oh you meant to do that didn't you are you sure you didn't mean to do that um because i think actually that's a big takeaway from today in terms of stigma isn't it ash thank you so absolutely, much yeah. it's an absolute pleasure Brilliant. having you on um Thanks, and i'm sure we will be having you back again we need to have a a, tr a triad the third episode so we'll have a think about <laughs> what we will next as well <laughs> You're up excellent. there with Stuart Thanks Sadler so much. because he's done this triad as well. So we'll. <laughs> oh, excellent! That's good. So I think it's lovely. And thank you for what you do, Tara. It's brilliant. You're welcome. You're Hopefully, if it reaches yeah, just a few awesome. people, we've done our job, haven't we? That's that's Change what up. this is about. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> thank you for listening to this episode of the Adversity Psychologist Podcast. It's so lovely to have you here. I'm Dr. Tara Quintrillo, and you can find me at drtara.co.uk you'll see everything i'm up to free resources my media work and my new covid recovery clinic as well remember to please rate and review my podcast it really helps people to benefit from the narratives of overcoming adversity if they know where to find us the adversity psychologist podcast helping you one step at a time <laughs>